0: We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded and produced, the Wawandari people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded, and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Strange things are afoot
1: at the Circle K. Damn! We're in a tight spot.
0: Welcome to Music Town, my service Kate Scott! It will never be enough! I only want to hear ya ya ding as if! Dignity. Always dignity.
1: You're listening to You've Watched What? I'm Kate. And I'm Amy. Every fortnight we pick a movie and watch it together. We are in Halloween season. Spooky Halloween. And so this episode's movie is a classic horror splatter of the gross out kind of genre rather than really, you know, scaring you. One of my favourite movies, Evil Dead 2.
0: How are you, Amy? Mm, I'm well, thank you, Kate.
1: Have you had a lovely week? Yeah, I, look, it's there's
0: been a bit going on, <laughs> but it when has is there been not? lovely. I know.
1: When is there not, though? We're in a pandemic. It's, I know. it's been a lot well, for everybody all the time.
0: <laughs> Can yeah. I tell you yes. what my ailment was this week, though?
1: What's
0: wrong with Amy? What's wrong with Amy? What's wrong with Amy this week? What's wrong with Amy? What's wrong with Amy? What's wrong with Amy this week? So, I woke up. Oh, no, I didn't wake up. So, you so, did wake up. Like I, I did. You're not dead. <laughs> I'm gonna good, good start. Again. Spoiler alert: she's not dead. So, last Sunday afternoon, I noticed I was getting quite a little bit of a sore patch under my lip. Um. And I was like, oh, that's going to be a bit of a pimple happening there. That's going to be maybe a bit of a blind pimple. Like it was quite tender. Well, I woke up on Monday and it was definitely a blind pimple just under my lower lip. And I was like, oh, that's sore. Went off to work. Then we do a morning session and I came back. And then all of a sudden I kind of bit down on my lip and I noticed my lip was really hard. The pimple was so big, it had made my lip swell. Like just on one side of my lip was swollen and really hard. And then by like as the day went on, my chin started to swell on that side. And it even started like pushing on um, nerves. And I was getting some weird kind of nerve sensation down the lower part of my jaw from this pimple. Oh, my God. So then I work night as, at night time as well. So by the time I got home that night at like 6.30, it started to get a head on it and I was like, oh, great. So I did the good old classic 90s toothpaste method. Yep. I did a hot compression as well and then I put toothpaste on it and then I had a shower. And then when I got out of the shower, was drying my skin and I put my tongue on the inside of my lip to to check you know when you do that and you push you kind of like push your lip out with your tongue to kind of get a good look at the zit I did that and it exploded (laughs) oh my so it was ready to go it was ready like it was like a gross zitty volcano and then my lip was still mega swollen on Tuesday I had to use like a steroid cream to get the (sighs) swelling down it's And guys, guess what? I turned 40 two days later and it was like (laughs) a reminder of, yeah, you may be getting old now, but you can still get the biggest zits of your life. I've (laughs) never had – I've had acne and had to go on acne medication before, but I have never had one that has like physically like made my lips swell and my chin tingle and it was crazy. So happy birthday to me.
1: Hell yes. That's wild, yeah. Pimples, like, yeah, gross too. Pimples are forever, not just for adolescents, Unfortunately, I'm glad it didn't get infected.
0: There needs to be more um, making that. We need to normalize getting (laughs) pimples. Normalize adult acne. (laughs) Yeah,
1: gross. A a gross one for you all today. Thanks. Hey, look, it feels in sync with the content of the movie that we're reviewing. So yes, that works. True. We haven't recorded in a couple of weeks and I had a few days, like not even a full week, just a, just a mini break off work during that time. And so I have actually finally like caught up on some TV and movies and watched things. Mm. It'll be, you know, it's, it's not at the peak of conversation now. I watched the hit Netflix series Squid Game.
0: Oh, yes, I haven't watched it yet. Mm. Now you, I feel like you mentioned this to me a few weeks ago that someone yeah. had um, recommended it to you and I hadn't heard about it at all at that point and it's just exploded, hasn't it?
1: It is massive. It's. I saw something on Twitter today about it being Netflix's number one watched show in like 80 countries right now.
0: Wow. It's, it
1: is like – it. it Which I love that something that isn't English language just it's got the promotion, they've you know, they've let people know about it. Word of mouth has is on fire, and Mm. people are willing to watch something that's not English language, even if I mean, 80 countries means not all of those countries are English speaking, but you know, only one of them is Korea, so yeah,
0: it's
1: it's blowing up all over the world, which is awesome for just reminding uh people who commission stuff hey you know if it's a good idea if it's a good well made show that's an interesting concept people will watch it mm. it doesn't have to be american it doesn't have to be english yeah that's right so it's sort of a battle royale style it's, it's a battle royale style setup of people are uh, promised that you can come you come into this place there'll be six games they're all going to be children's games and whoever's left at the end who isn't eliminated um gets an equal share of the prize money and that's where it starts it's i don't want to i don't want to give any spoilers in case because well, i know you haven't watched it but in case anyone listening is still on the fence it is quite gory
0: yeah look
1: it's it I, is intense I'm on
0: TikTok, so I I kind of – all the spoilers have probably happened for me already. Um, Is it a little bit Hunger Games? Yeah.
1: It's definitely in that genre of um, people are being pitted against each other and, you know, an evil kind of overlordy system – uh, for the entertainment of the rich, so it is it's just definitely for entertainment. Okay, it's because that
0: was going to be my ah. question: Is it for entertainment value, or is it being done for like um, population control, kind of darker reasons? Or well, not the yeah entertainment's pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face that, isn't it? For entertain any kind of reasons, dark, but.
1: There's no way to. There's no way for the plot of this show to not be extremely dark. It's. I would say it's a pretty harsh um, indictment on rich people and capital, capitalism. Okay. You know, it's definitely about social inequality. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Ah, oh, interesting. Look,
1: highly recommend. It was really good. Smashed through it really fast. So, um, thanks to my friends who recommended it. Who started it before me. I watched uh, also on recommendation from friends the movie Free Guy, which I think is on Disney Plus. So, okay. imagine the plot of uh, the Lego movie, but uh-huh. it's a video game. Ryan Reynolds plays a non playable ca- character, an NPC in this video game. He doesn't know he's a video game character. Mm-hmm. It also stars our uh, most valuable player from Get Out, Lil Ray Howery.
0: Oh. It's got
1: Jodie Comer from Killing Eve. It's got a great cast. It's got a lot wow. of cameos too. But basically it is what if a non-playable character started to become self-aware and play the game.
0: Right. So it's not animation. In my head for some no, reason it's I live action. animation. Is this the one, has Taika Watiti got something to do with it? Because I have seen a few clips of yeah. um, Taika and Ryan Reynolds trying to pretend that Green Lantern had never happened and they have never worked together before.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, he's in it as well. Okay. Look, it's, it's, it's a good cast. Look, solid three-star movie. It's not amazing. Okay. It is, it is a fun watch. It's, a, it's yeah. exactly the kind of role that Ryan Reynolds is perfect for where yes. he is... It's a little bit actiony, but it is. Um, it relies on him being charming and funny, something yeah. he's pretty good at. Yeah. I also watched the second and third John Wicks.
0: That's right. You did tell me you were doing that. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that happened. Like, right. look, I enjoyed it. Uh, and one day we may talk about John Wick in more detail. But look, I'm glad I did that. It was really good. And Jason Manzoukas pops up very briefly in the third one, which I enjoyed.
0: Because this last couple of weeks has been pretty kind of like whoa, full on for my brain, I've just switched back into um, just watching dumb reality TV shows that I don't have to pay too much attention to. And I get a real – I feel because I'm a really non-confrontational person. I get a real – I think yeah. we've talked about this before. I get a real yeah. kick out of watching all the confrontation play out of in reality TV yeah it's like um it really rises my endorphin levels <laughs>
1: it it satisfies that part of you that doesn't actually want to be going through it but it's it's entertaining and anyway. the yeah. same I don't enjoy confrontation I want I want a very chill boring life um I it's funny because that part that you we love as adults now is why whenever I've been at your house and one of those shows has been on in the background one of your kids will come and complain to me like this is terrible all they do is argue like they don't they don't have the need to just see grown people behave like children
0: yeah that, they that don't we my don't. eldest my eldest has started to kind of sneakily come and watch the housewives Ooh. with me every now and then and kind of there's some great TikToks out at the moment of um people imitating their husbands, watching Housewives and how they're like, God, oh, this is stupid, but they're always kind of lurking in the background <laughs> trying to, oh. to see what's going on. That's my daughter at the moment. So Vanderpump Rules has um, started again the new season, which is great. I've watched all seasons of that. Love them. Um, So that started and I started watching kind of like a backlog of The Real Housewives of Potomac, which I hadn't seen before, but I kind of Beverly Hills, the last episodes just happened. So I was a bit like, oh, I've watched all the Beverly Hills. I even just like watched a backlog of them not long ago. So I needed a new one, but The Real Housewives of Melbourne starts tonight. So that's exciting. I'm excited to watch that too. Awesome. Other than that, last weekend I introduced my eldest two children to the romantic comedy teen drama movie genre. Ooh. Um, we watched He's All That" <gasps> with TikToker Addison Ray. Oh, it just delivers in everything you, as an adult, you <laughs> want from that. The bad acting, like I don't watch it for good. I want to see bad acting and I want to see really silly tropes and um, I I want all that corniness when I'm watching it. Yep. And it delivers that. Good, good. It really delivered that. And then we went from that straight into watching The Kissing Booth. So Ah, I'm aware of that. And there's three movies of that. So we watched The the Kissing Booth over the next um, few days. Probably was a little bit to the kissing booth was probably a little bit too old for them. They were kind of going into college and there was a few kind of scenes I kind of went, oh nothing too (laughs) bad, but it was just a little bit like oh hopefully this goes over their heads kind of situations happening, which I think it did for the most part. But um yeah so that's what we've been watching.
1: Nice. Mm. (coughs) Hmm Okay. So, this was my choice. And it was a choice. Oh, I love this movie. There's nothing that anyone's going to be able to say that is going to stop me loving it. Do I think it's good? Yes. Do I think it's for everyone? No. So, I really I picked it thinking, "Yeah, yeah." And then sat down for a second and thought, I actually have no idea how Amy's going to react to this. Mm. Part of me is just like, but I have so much fondness for this movie and I ha- you know, have a pack of friends who I've watched it with many times and we love it. And then it was like, yeah, but also that did start in your, I think, early 20s. Um, yeah. So it's become kind of cult for you. It's, and, it, it, and its appeal, I think, just in general, is it's, it's a very much a cult movie. Um, yep. I am enough of a fan and I will be, will be doing a whole lot of um, facts throughout it because I have the Evil oh, Dead companion wow. book which goes into great depth about the process of getting all of the Evil Deads made and filmed. So I've got lots of – you can see I've got the little tabs and everything. Yeah, you've got tabs in uh, it. It's quite, quite a thick book. It's, a... it's thicker. It's, I reckon that's quite thick. 250 pages, yeah, it's not bad. Compared to how short the movie is. (laughs) Well, there is the first Evil Dead, which is not so much – this isn't really a sequel. They kind of take some of the plot of the first one, which they made for almost literally no money, like so little money. Um, They take some of the best ideas from that and then remake this with – Not heaps of money. I think it was $3.6 US dollars in 1987 money. That's still, like, not a bad budget, but that is still a very low-budget movie with this many special effects. Uh, They basically take Evil Dead 1, pair back, think about what they can do with an actual special effects budget and heaps more time and expertise than they had in the first movie. There is a sequel to... These two, uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit at the end. But I am very enamoured of these movies, Uh, particularly the first one, but also the second one. These are movies made by like a a scrappy group of people who um, love movies and have been uh, making them, you know, at home on Super 8 and, and doing everything they could to kind of, you know, scramble together movies for fun. The director, Mm. Sam Raimi, and Bruce Campbell grew up together. Like, they've known each other. They're childhood friends. Um, Their producer, Rob Tappett, was college roommates with Sam Raimi's older brother, who is both a doctor and a screenwriter. And their production company that they put together originally to do the Evil Dead's, they went on to make uh, the Hercules series in the 90s and Xena. Oh, okay. And the producer, Rob Tappett, is now married to Lucy Lawless and they, they've been married for like 20 years and have kids together.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So that's
1: like where it all ends up is they end up making the the Xenas and the Herculeses and yeah. Yeah. So they started out, yeah, as kids making movies uh, at home in Detroit and worked their way up to actually getting, you know, millions of dollars in studio money. Mm. Yeah. So we open with a little bit of information about The Book of the Dead, which raises evil spirits. It's Look, I'm really glad that it is a very short piece of exposition because I am going to be – this movie doesn't have a lot of plot. Or dialogue. There's not much dialogue really, is there? No, no. Uh, So we get a very basic look at the Book of the Dead. It's like this is, you know, what's going to happen in the movie. Bam, we're into it. And so we start with the tracking shot through the tunnel. That car is the director Sam Raimi's car. Um, He used it a lot in the first Evil Dead. And then after that, he basically tried to get this car into all of the movies he made i think it, okay. this fell over at about the time he did the quick and the dead which is um a western
0: oh i yeah. remember
1: that movie but That is mm. a oh i'd like to re-watch it and see if this is true i enjoyed that i think that's a good movie
0: yeah but oh, it's um, been a
1: long time since it I saw has that. been a long time but also sam Raimi did go on to do the first set of spider-man movies The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's. Oh, okay. Yep. And he used this car as Uncle Ben's car. Like he loves using this car. Yep. So we get to this cabin. We were with our main characters, Ash, played by Bruce Campbell, and Linda. Forgotten to look up who plays Linda. Linda's got great hair in the car. That was my first impression. I was like, oh, she's beautiful.
0: She's got great Mm. hair. But my straight away, my vibe of Linda was, I don't feel like you're gonna last very long, Linda. For <laughs> some reason, I was just like, I just feel like there's something about her with her great '80s hair, but she oh, looks too yeah. like. I was just like, I don't know about you, Linda. But then the thing that struck me was in the very next scene when they're in the cabin. So they get to the cabin that they're going yep. to. Her hair's all frizzy and a mess. Like, where is all her beautiful bouncy curls from the car gone? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, of course, they... I would notice that. Like, come on, consistency with your hair styling, guys. It's very on brand for you to
1: notice the hair. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Linda doesn't last long, and I did notice in the rewatch. Wow, the dialogue in this scene is really bad oh, and something it's so went, bad. like so he, bad like he
0: gives her like a monocle and i know it's not a monocle but i'm gonna keep calling it but a it, monocle because it looks like a monocle
1: and what goes, is it if it's not a monocle though for real what is it if it's not a monocle it's a monocle oh, I don't know. It's, it's like
0: it's, a piece of a glass neck like a, a it's ne- fugly as a necklace it's monocle so but he goes what do you think of this kid like he's from the 40s
1: yeah like, yeah what the hell a thing I learned just this morning in in paging through this book is that the dialogue for these scenes was written on set because they had run out of time and I'm like oh well that explains why it's they
0: terrible. didn't have much
1: dialogue to write how did they
0: run out of time I'm
1: not sure why they weren't <laughs> allowed to just um just kind they of improvise sh- something because surely oh. it would have been better but
0: then he, then I think then because I thought what what is going on with him talking like this yeah but then later on he like calls her betty or something am i right in thinking that he says something like oh yeah i'm in here betty or something like and i thought oh he's trying to do like some 40s detective bit to his girlfriend yeah oh like, he might what's... say
1: baby but like baby
0: oh okay baby so, yeah. maybe that's what no, it you're is. right
1: okay he is doing a 40s detective bit <laughs> to his girlfriend
0: yeah, it was so weird. But I did also notice. So the two things I noticed in these scenes were the hair because I'm, I'm an old hairdresser, an ex hairdresser. I'm also an old hairdresser now, I guess, too. Now I've turned 40. I'm just going to start calling myself old randomly all the time. Um, and, of course, I'm a dance teacher. So I did notice that she's a trained dancer because he was playing something on the piano and she was doing mm. some lovely um bit of classical work in the background.
1: Yeah. No, that was quite nice, that
0: moment. Yeah. After she received a
1: monocle randomly. (laughs) Now, I think that happens because that is basically the same necklace. So the characters of Ash and Linda are in the first movie along with a bunch, they go to the cabin with a bunch of other people. And I think in that movie, she was given like the the glass monocle necklace because (laughs) they literally had no budget and probably either got it at a gift shop or like some secondhand store. Or, Like, or nicked up from one of their just mums wearing it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, I think that that's come back in so this it's iconic movie now for a given value of iconic. It is weird, like, yeah. I love of this movie, it's one of those things that I kind of love about it now because, like, that makes no sense and is crazy, yeah. but it's fun, it's fun. So, they built the set for this, um, basically. When they, where they were filming, I think they were like uh, last week in North Carolina and they hired a ho- an old um, abandoned high school and built the oh. set in the old gym.
0: Oh. Yeah. Home Alone's um, set was built in a gym as well. It seems to be. A thing. Uh, it's um, a good a space theme.
1: if you don't have a, a, a traditional studio space. Yeah. Because yeah. um, the original was actually built. They went out to Tennessee and filmed in a cabin, which okay. sounds like a nightmare. Um, so this was a proper set and we do get, you know, a bit of a good look of it. Look at it. Unfortunately, you're right. Uh, Linda doesn't make it through the first 10 minutes alive. No. Uh, Even we less, get, I reckon. I actually did check and it was between six and seven minutes.
0: Oh, it was, about, yeah, it it was, was around thick. about six and a
1: half minutes. Like yeah. I had, I knew she copped it pretty early, but I forgot how little happens before we get one of these great tracking shots through the woods. uh, Oh, they're Mm. so good, aren't they? Mm.
0: So Linda um, becomes possessed because something really stupid happens that we all know that you never do is read aloud the words from evil Books where you have to translate shit from ancient languages. Don't say it out loud. No, this, so this, we, Ash goes in to get champagne. He I finds. Know, what a snoop, though. He's snooping.
1: He's like, oh, I'm just going to go. And he's in like, here and oh, there's around. a tape recorder. I'm now going to press play and sit down because and listen we should, to it and get sucked we sh- in.
0: We should mention at this point that it's not their cabin. Oh, no, they've they don't broken actually in. know whose cabin it is. They've broken in. Yeah. They got what's coming to them now, not they?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they made a Don't mistake. Don't break into places, kids. Exactly. Don't they might it. be haunted by evil spirits. And Well,
0: definitely if you play a tape recording of someone reading out scripture from an evil book.
1: Yes. There are two massive failures here. The archaeologist or whoever, Dr. Noby, who has found this evil book and he's like, here are the translations of the demon resurrection spells that I will now read aloud Allowed. into a microphone. And then Ash, who Recorded. was like really horny five minutes ago, now is just like super into listening to this. like, no, you've both made a big mistake. Yes. Yes. Uh, so Linda, unfortunately, becomes evil, attacks Ash. Ash... Basically, then immediately – oh, my God. I
0: I had to pause and re-watch this part because they go outside because I thought I've missed something. But they go outside and they have a little kind of like a tiny little wrestle and then she Mm. kind of flies in the air and then all of a sudden you see him pick up a shovel and then her head's (sighs) flying through the air. So you don't actually see what's happened though. And I was like, oh, because I'll admit something. I was crocheting (laughs) at the same time. So – I was like, "Oh, okay. I've missed something major. I need to go back." But no, I didn't no. miss anything. I was, I was watch, I was paying attention. I just, it just yeah. doesn't show you what's happened. So I was a little bit confused how she lost her, lost her head. But.
1: shovel, but they don't yeah. show it because they were trying to get the film, the first film. See, there you go. Like all of the fun facts are just going to come out. The first film, I don't know that if this is something you can do in Australia, but they had to release it unrated because it was going to get an X rating. It was so violent. Because X oh, is wow. a rating they had. It, I don't know if they still have it in the US. But in the early 80s when Evil Dead 1 came out, like it got an X rating. So this film, then they still couldn't get it down to R. And it got released unrated because apparently oh. in America you can do that. Now, I don't know if you can do that in Australia. So, I did look up the ratings and this was originally rated R in Australia and it was actually... Yeah. It's um, MA now. It's MA now. I saw that, that when it was re-released on Blu-ray in 2019, it got re-rated down to an MA, which is like... It's well, interesting that the yeah. the vibes of the time are taken because, into account.
0: Yeah, and our and our graphics and things are so much better. So... Looking at this movie, it's not as kind of gory and horrific as it would have been when it came out.
1: Yeah. For 1987 and for a, quite a low-budget movie, they had, like, a great time with these special effects. But I think yeah. if you take into account how realistic you could be now and also how much the special effects and, and, uh, and the physicality in general are played for comedy, it's not mm. as intense as movies get now. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like literally seven minutes into the movie. Ash has decapitated his girlfriend with a shovel. Nick, as she turned evil for like 20 mm. seconds. And we were like, know, it, was quick, wasn't it, it, it was a bit quick. And then we like immediately cut and he's like digging a grave. And we've got this like wild angle on the camera and he's already put together like the wooden cross and I like don't know he it's got, moving yeah.
0: fast. He, he jumped into action. No time yeah. to grieve. Oh, goodness, or no. Get, I mean, or, like, just get out of there. Why is he burying her? Just get in the car and try and get out of there.
1: Yes, actually, yes. Look, Ash isn't, like, a super sensible character. And this movie, it's not about plot or dialogue or characters. It's about cool stunts and belting mm. Bruce Campbell with sticks because mm. his childhood friend is the director. And I think when you've cast your childhood friend in it, it's about yeah. the fact that he can really do the the stunt where he grabs himself by the scruff of the neck and does a flip. Like oh. he can do that in real life. That's like that was one of his um, yeah. trademarks Tricks. as a younger actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, he's doing
0: yeah. all that. And this I think this is the point where it's funny that you mentioned Ryan Reynolds because there was a few parts where there was glimpses where I thought he looks a bit like Ryan Reynolds. Is this and I he... think Ryan Reynolds would be probably quite a good guy um, actor for the, a remake of this.
1: Yeah, if they, when we cut to the airport and we have the boyfriend. Oh no, oh, Bruce Campbell. No, Bruce Campbell. Oh, yes, he's, actually.
0: He's like, he, he's like in a puddle of mud or something at some point. And I was yes. like, yeah, it's, this is, he looks a bit Ryan Reynoldsy. Yeah, because Bruce, Bruce is thought, a bit I handsome.
1: Bruce is a bit handsome. And he has like an old fashioned movie star kind of look. I mean he's still he's still a yeah. working actor. He still works Is like he? quite a okay. bit. Uh oh don't worry, we'll talk about Bruce at the end. I love Bruce. But um Yeah, he's great. He's he's got this kind of like old school movie style look. He's also on TikTok. He does a lot of um basically like grandpa jokes and like face tuning stuff and you know, it's oh. it's a delight. Um awesome. Yeah, no, actually I can see that Ryan Reynold Ryan Reynoldsy kind of strong Actually, he's got a stronger jaw than Ryan Reynolds, but yeah, yeah, there the was strong just, there jaw was just and the kind cheekbones.
0: Of, there was just some similarities with mm. him. Okay, at, at this point too, I noticed that because my kids had kind of gone to bed. Obviously, I'm I'm not that irresponsible with with the <laughs> movies that they watch. They were in bed for this, um, and so and it, it's kind of dicey whether they're actually asleep, kind of thing. So I had it down quite low because the. Um, evil dead kind of noises are quite loud but the yeah. dialogue was really really soft so I was really having a bit of a time of going oh mm. turn it up so I can hear what's happening oh god turn you down again now in this this part here so yeah their sound yeah. was it wasn't look, even but I you know I can
1: understand why they did that too in Particularly way? in the cinema where you've got like the dialogue at like a you know normal dialogue level and then you get the that that sound of the evil as you get those tracking shots through the forest. Mm. It really kind of does blow. Yeah, you I love Like that. that that's really I good.
0: The tracking shots. So yeah. the camera is like you kind of become the demon, I guess. Yeah. Um and it kind of goes all around. Mm. It's um the The cabin even gets possessed a couple of times, which is really yeah. cool. Um. He, so he finally, Ash finally movie. gets back in the car, but the bridge is gone and destroyed. And there's a real big, there's a great pan out, um, part where it actually looks like the cliffs. It looks like it's they've been hand drawn. Yeah. Maybe I they really loved I really loved that. I thought that was it looked really I really, really appreciated the aesthetic of the cliff drawings. Yeah. That where that wouldn't happen now. Like it would no. be so slick and CGI'd in a way that um you you wouldn't really be able to tell. But I, I kind of enjoyed that it looked like someone had hand drawn these Yeah these cliffs and then green screened the car onto it. See, it's just – But I found that too at the start with that same bridge. The bridge looked – you could tell they were in a studio on a green screen. There was no denying. There was no we're out in a helicopter filming these people go across a bridge No.
1: And it's one of the things I think is, is charming about this movie and about a lot of lower budget movies where, look, if they make it work. Yeah, and they've done a nice so, job with it, so it looks good. Yeah. I mean, this movie, this and this kind of movie, we're under no illusions that any—it's not trying to be realistic. It's, it's so mm. over the top. Yeah, the Sam Raimi and you know the whole pack of of the guys involved in this were huge Three Stooges fans as kids. Okay, and when you know that, watching it. That really, it really, you really start to see it in a a lot lot of of their choices, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Yeah. So he, the the bridge is gone. All the metal's been tangled up to look kind of like teeth, kind of thing. Yeah. It's quite full on. Um, And then he goes. So he goes back to the cabin because that's smart. Um, Well, I mean, he goes back to the cabin, and this is a great scene where he runs. So the camera is the demon again. So we're essentially seeing from the demon's perspective and they run through every part of the house. That house is a maze. Like how many rooms does this, this cabin, it isn't small. Like it looks huge from the outside, (laughs) but inside there's about 12 to 15 rooms.
1: (laughs) He gets into the walls and there's this huge cavity wall space because – there has to be, but yeah. how good is that shot? Like, I think it's actually two shots spliced together. Yeah, but it's really, how good really is good. that sh- shot where you get him chased through the whole house and then he gets into yeah. a room and the and the evil can't see him and it's literally like looking around, like I know it's really
0: it was really smart. I really I really mm. liked that part. It's um, yeah. It's then we have a hard cut to the airport, which startled me because I was like, oh,
1: there's okay. What is happening? What? What? What's going on? <laughs> An airport that even though this movie seems to be set when it's made, you know, in the mid-80s, for some reason it's a prop plane like it's the 1940s. and Yeah, so they're obviously
0: fans of the 1940s kind of yeah, I think so. and TV and film, I guess. There's a few nods. So we meet Annie who has been on a, a dig and found some pages from the book of... Is it the Book of the Dead it's called? Yeah, the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead. Okay, so she's found some extra pages and I think it's her boyfriend picks her up and is like, yeah, we're going to go straight to your dad's cabin so he can translate it. Um, That's a great idea. She's dressed like a scout.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had sort of forgotten that She pretty much almost had like
0: a toggle. She could have had a toggle (laughs) on and
1: she would have just been cosplaying
0: as a scout.
1: Well, she did have the scarf and then she's got the jumper and that jumper stays over her shoulders like for a long way. She's
0: got the pulled up socks, her knee high
1: brown pulled
0: up socks, her,
1: her little khaki shorts. Much later in the movie I noticed it's like how are the socks still pulled up? What kind of sock technology did you have in the 80s? Yeah. It was amazing, very mm-hmm. impressed by that character and her her commitment to her scout costume. Mm-hmm. So then
0: we cut back to Ash, who's having a cry over Linda's monocle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing it up. It was my favourite part of the movie.
1: And you should. It doesn't make any sense and you should drag it as much as possible. So we do I've, – I've heard this said before and I agree. Like I think Bruce Campbell would have been a great silent film actor. Because he's always, and it's intentional in this. Like I've seen him in other things. He is capable of subtlety, but it's not his best state as an actor. No, he's really like, Whoa. Yeah, yeah, he would be a good silent actor. Do, doing yes. everything at 110% is is him at his best. He is mm. spectacular. Uh, so, yeah, he's doing the most here. And mm. then Lynn, uh, well, no, kind of a stop motion corpse of Linda comes out and starts yeah. doing some ballet. Le- less good yeah. than the live action Linda.
0: Well, yeah. But can I just say that I was actually impressed with mm. her CGI ballet dancing because there's, there's shows and movies out now yeah. that have like CGI ballerinas. Barbie, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> the Barbie ballet franchises. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, where the dancing's really robotic, even though they've they've obviously used a dancer and done all the, the dots on the catsuit kind of thing, they still look really robotic. So I was actually quite impressed with um, the skeleton ballet dancing. Yeah. I think they did a pretty good job. There's a few times I've like, mm, could have pointed her feet a bit more, but... She's um, recently dead, so we'll give her a pass. wasn't bad. I, I've got to say, it wasn't wasn't the worst CGI dancing I've seen.
1: No, and it wasn't bad stop motion. So I was quite impressed. It was quite good stop motion in a really like kind of – it's stop motion. That's even more impressive. Yeah, it's like really quite Ray Harryhausen kind of stop motion. I really enjoy that. And Linda's detached head – Ends up <laughs> flying at ash, because and he's that's he- right because
0: he's, he he because her head's missing, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, she does this great bit where she like rolls it down her arm like she's in um rhythmic gymnastics, and she's using yes. it like the ball. Like I love that, and uh, I, I don't know. Ash ends up with a head, she bites him on the hand and he <laughs> can't <her> vampire teeth. <laughs> and he can't get her off. And one of the classic moments in this movie is where he's like, oh, tool shed. And if you're watching closely. He definitely doesn't say that at that point with his face. It is definitely audio superimposed over it. And apparently, well, for years at conferences, people will ask him to say that or to sign things because it has been well noted by fans of the movie that if you're paying attention, he doesn't actually say tool shed. They just needed to insert it to explain why he runs to the tool shed. Has he Uh been breaking in here before? Because he seems to know there's a he tool knows. shed, knows maybe what's he, in the maybe tool Maybe that's shed. where he
0: takes girls. Maybe that's like his thing. Um, and he gives them a monocle and <laughs> that's his play. <laughs> Works every time. The old cabin and monocle trick.
1: <laughs> it does though. So he's throwing himself around with his head on his hand and he runs into the tool shed and she ends up with her head in a vice. Uh, this is a pretty good scene. Um, because we keep switching back for, back and forward from, like, evil Linda who's, like, you know, possessed her soul kind of <laughs> vocalisations. Thank you. And then when he's going to chainsaw her head in half... Oh. And then she's like, "Please, you said we'd always be together, and it's." I know um, she turns it's back. Pretty dramatic. Now, that's the
0: thing; they can turn these possessed things can turn back to their human form to trick you mm. pretty quickly and easily, can't they?
1: Yeah. This whole this whole segment of the movie, where basically uh, Ash is playing against either yeah, like a head or nothing at all, and just his own mind playing tricks on him. This is a slapstick masterclass. Like it is just constant yeah. slapstickery. It's. It's pretty great. So I think he does Chainsaw Linda's head. We don't see it, but mm. we get it like in silhouette. Oh, in silhouette you see it, yeah. And then his hand starts to go bad. Oh. Yeah, I <laughs>
0: – yeah. And, his hand and his, goes bad. His hand goes bad so and he's, he fi- he's fighting his a... own hand. I know. It's so funny because he's – so what happens? He randomly ends up with a gun. He Mm. goes inside, there's a possessed rocking chair and the dickhead goes over to touch whatever's in the rocking chair. Like he's making bad choice after bad choice, isn't he? So, and then, so he touches that. So ah, he's kind of a little bit possessed. He goes to the mirror that his reflection pops out at him and is like, you just chainsawed your girlfriend or something
1: like that. Does that sound fine to you? Yeah, no, <laughs> he's not doing, he's like, I'm doing okay. And, and even his own reflection is like, you're not, man, you, you are yeah. not doing okay. No. Yeah,
0: and his hand oh. becomes possessed. And his hand but is possessed. We, but then we, we cross back to check on Annie and the blonde dude whose name I never caught.
1: I've watched this movie at least 10 times and I can't remember it now. I watched it okay. yesterday and I can't remember it. He's so not – we don't really care about him a lot, to be honest. Yeah, exactly.
0: They've arrived at the broken bridge right at the time where they're um, putting – there's a guy there putting up, like, the bridge is broken, closed sign. Yeah. And he he could be – he reminded me of um, the mayor of Schitt's Creek. I reckon <laughs> he is yes. on par with him. Yes. yes. Big time. But then the best thing in the world happens – the best thing that made me so so happy, the best cinematic spit I have ever seen in my life happens. Like, <laughs> did they not bother to do any more takes of, of her <laughs> spitting? No, like, I don't know. It's the best thing I have ever seen. She like so his girlfriend. So shit's Creek, Bobby Joe, girlfriend. Bobby Joe is. Uh, leaning up against the pickup truck and they're like, oh, no, the bridge is broken. And so she spits, but it's kind of like such a bad spit that there's like drool comes
1: out of it. It's her. this <laughs> massive gob. Like she's clearly – like maybe she stood there, she had a big drink of water before the take, and, and then she's just got this huge like sloppy gob. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so it's for best. some so reason – I'm glad they kept oh, that take in. Yeah. For some reason, she is there, hates yeah. them immediately, yeah, and and immediately her reaction to these who are these um fools with their sweaters who uh want to dress to the like cabin, scouts, um <laughs> dress like scouts, and she, and her and her reaction is like, well, what do you want to do there? Spit, and it's so good, and <laughs> but so it's immediately so funny. It's, it's bitch face versus bitch face where Annie yeah. is like. I'm sorry. I probably went to an expensive private girls' school. You can't outbitch me, Biddy McKick. Can I say though?
0: I paused at the point she spat because I needed <laughs> to make sure I wrote it down. And it, I paused on a part where the camera had just spr- swung around to show Annie and her boyfriend, the the mayor of Shits Creek, was so mesmerized. Like he <laughs> looked. The the part I paused on. He was just like. Like it was the, he thought the spit was the best thing he'd ever seen as well, I think. Like he was mesmerized. I loved it. I loved everything about that. But can I just say that Bobby Joe, I feel, was cast wrong. Now, because she is way too hot, her teeth are way too good. True. She, her posture is too, she is not trash. No. Like they're trying to portray that she is. Shits Creek Mayor, perfect. He's missing teeth. Mm. He's wearing overalls. He's scruffy. He looks great. Sh-
1: wrong, wrong actress, I think, for, for this role. But it does make you, like, with Shits Creek Mayor Hick, dude, who is beautifully <laughs> cast. Like, he looks, you know, exactly what they're telling us about this character yes. with casting him. Yeah. Of course, he's obsessed with Bobby Joe. She is too oh, good yeah. for him, even though she's clearly yeah. terrible. She's yeah. beautiful. Sam Raimi um, there was this like I'm going to find the reference cuz he's living in this incredible sharehouse situation when he was writing this movie. Okay. So he was he was in this sharehouse in LA with Joel and Ethan Cohen, the you know oh, brother directors. Oh yeah. yeah. Francis McDormand who's married the to The the great directors of Garfield, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the writers and directors of the Garfield movie. Um <laughs> And also living – so there, Frances McDormand is there, Kathy Bates and Holly Hunter. Oh, wow. What a house. So anyway, Sam Raimi wanted to cast Holly Hunter as Billy Joe and I think she was wisely like, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm. But, yeah, so he had an idea in his mind about about Bobby Joe being kind of – Okay. You know. A bit better than – Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this actress went on to have like quite a successful soap career after this, you know. Yeah, which she sort was of like, beautiful. I thought, yeah.
0: I thought, oh, she's she's like a model. That was my only kind of gripe with her was I thought she was too, be- too beautiful and they could have like trashed her, even if they just done a more trashy hairstyle on her. Mm, yeah. The blue eyeshadow was not more. enough because it
1: was too on trend at the yes, time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I thought she was too, yeah, too 80s
1: glamour for for the part she was playing. Mm. So they strike a deal. I think Annie she kinda tricks them into carrying her huge um trunk that Harry, we saw going her, <laughs> her Harry Potter trunk. Her Harry Potter trunk. Because um they strike a deal where they're trying to extort a hundred dollars out of her to, to for them to show the trail that will take them to the cabin. Yeah. She's like, if you carry my bags, I'll do it. And they think she's just got like basically the handbag and the little case of um five pages. Yeah. So they agree and then get sucked into that. And we cut back to the cabin and I it's it's a Sean of the Dead moment for me where he's he's trying to he's like washing his um evil dead at hand and I have this moment where um the Bill Nye character in short of the Dead is like, I ran it under a cold tap, Barbara
0: Because <laughs> that's what that he's movie. doing. He's
1: oh, I love I love Sean of the Dead so much. Um so yeah, he's been bitten by his possessed dead girlfriend and so he's just he's he's using the cold tap to try and wash out the evil as one does. Yes. He, this is where he does the like f- the flipping over and yes. his hand really starts to fight him and we get this great slapstick scene of him acting like he doesn't have control of his hand and it's yeah, it's, it's, it's one, it's one of the best really scenes good. in the movie. He's
0: smashing plates over his head. There's all sorts of things being smashed on his head. It was yeah, it was good. Yeah. This part.
1: It's full three so, just kind of level of comedy. He goes back
0: to his weapon of choice, his um chainsaw and decides he's gonna um cut his hand off.
1: Ooh. Oh yeah. His hand he his hand knocks him out and then it sees the cleaver, so it can see now.
0: Oh, it's a cleaver. Okay, I take oh, it. Oh no, back.
1: oh no, no, no. He uses the chainsaw but the hand oh, is okay. in the cleaver. And so, how it plays oh. is because he's knocked out, but the hand is still awake. And at this point, and I love it, it's making little vocal, like when the hand is deciding to do something, mm. it's making these little noises, like, eh, 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 as it, please make a TikTok <laughs> out of that. Um, it's like it, it, the hand makes little noises as it's doing things, which I think is yes. an inspired choice. So, it's yes. inching him towards a cleaver, and then he stabs a knife into it to stab it to the floor, and then he pulls out the chainsaw and is all like, who's laughing now? And there is so much blood, and this is why this movie was always going to have rating problems in the US because yeah, he's drenched in the fake blood.
0: Yeah, he is drenched in blood, but can I just say he then um, like, doesn't his arms? He seems to recover quite quickly. Like he didn't. He's because there's another scene shortly where there's no blood coming out of his stump. He hasn't tournicated or anything. Like there's. Nothing's he, going on. Like he, he seems he to have used like, like maybe an
1: undershirt, and he's like duct taped an undershirt to the stump. Well, and that's Well, even
0: it. before that, like there's no like while he's doing that, there's no blood. It's not bleeding at all. Like no, um, and he's he's get, like you'd go into like if you had to do that, you'd be in shock and passed out for hours. I'm sure. Probably, but I love yeah. that he um he like puts like a pot or something over, and then puts a book on top of it. And the book is called A Farewell to Arms. Yes. Classic. Good one, guys.
1: They're 100% aware of what they're doing and I oh, love it. This is classic. what I love about loved it is it. it is it is secretly a comedy just covered in blood.
0: And then the hand starts thinging it across the, the room, which I loved too. <laughs> yep.
1: So he's like trying to work out what to do and, and we see like for the those, bucket yeah. moving. Yeah. So for yeah. those
0: who are, are too young, thinging it is a reference to the
1: Adams Family. Oh, I just yes. Thought then. I thought yep. people
0: might not know what thinging it means. Yeah. People our age
1: definitely. <laughs> people will. our age definitely do, yeah.
0: And then I think then the, cat, the rest of the cabin starts getting possessed again and all the furniture starts laughing. Annie and the crew seem to have arrived outside and Ash can hear them and he's got a gun and I think he must shoot – he
1: does, he through? shoots through the door.
0: Because Bobby Joe somehow gets injured. But before we know that she's been injured, um the hick guy whose name I didn't grab. Hick Do guy. Do you know his name? Hick guy. Uh, he runs Jake? in and just starts. He just starts bashing Ash like That's right. They just beat they the just crap, crap out, out of him. Bashing him, him and blonde dude. And so Annie comes in and she's just like, oh, my God, where are my parents? And she sees blood everywhere and she's convinced that Ash has killed her parents, which yeah. is a pretty a pretty easy conclusion to come to, Yeah, really. It's not a weird so assumption. They, they throw Ash down into what is called the fruit cellar, which I thought was interesting. What's a fruit cellar? I've heard of a wine cellar <laughs> and a basement, but not a fruit cellar.
1: Do they like make preserves and store them in there? Maybe. The only thing I saw later is when when later they're running around in there, there are some gourds hanging from the rafters in the cellar, but gourds aren't aren't fruit, are they?
0: Mm, I don't know. Anyway,
1: I don't know why it was called the fruit cellar. I've never understood that.
0: Yeah, so – They throw Ash down there and then Annie goes to listen to the tape because, of course, that's the first thing you're going to do when you think your parents have been killed and you've just got the person hostage.
1: To be fair to Annie, it's like at least her decision makes sense whereas when Ash did it, it was just snooping. Yeah. And that's how we find out. Yeah, so she hears that the professor says – I, it's been 24 hours since I read the demon resurrection passages because I'm the worst archaeologist of all time, and <laughs> that his wife Henrietta was possessed and now she's dead and he's buried her in the fruit cellar where yeah. they just put ash.
0: Yeah, so we can all tell what's about to happen, and it yes. happens instantly. That's what I like about this movie. The very there's not much dialogue, but when there is, like they'll tell you what's about to happen, and then. It happens,
1: and then it happens. So yeah, the evil, uh, dead version of Henrietta pops up. Who, there's two actors who play Henrietta. There's like normal, ah. alive Henrietta, and then when it, Henrietta is in her stunt uh, double, Henrietta yeah, was it was like a massive uh, prosthetic costume. That is the director, um, the director's brother Ted Raimi, who is ah. a successful actor. Who he was in Hercules, I think, a bunch, and he was in one of the, I think, a Stargate series. But I think this was his first role. This is how he got his membership to SAG paid for, was doing this job. And I think basically he got cast because it was, like, They were filming in summer in North Carolina and it was disgustingly hot. And so he was the person who was willing to go into a huge foam and latex suit. Yeah, because it's big. It was
0: really interesting because the Linda, when Linda's possessed and she's kind of like skeletal and Mm. um, half skeleton with just flesh kind of hanging off her. Where this one they've kind of made. She's much bigger than the actual character. Yeah. Yeah, like her body's bloated and she's kind of grotesque in
1: that way. I, I do I, th- I do love the monster design, design in all this and I love how, yeah, every character who gets possessed has their own look. They're all really distinct. Mm, I liked that. Yes. I thought that was really clever. So, yeah, we get evil Henrietta and she's got like only just like scraggly little bits of hair and so she's attacking Ash and then Ash is like banging on the cellar, you know, mm. door, floor door to be let out. So then, then
0: she kind of so she's trying to get out of the cellar, and she starts singing um, "Mockingbird." Is it is that what it's called? Yeah, "Mockingbird." Hush, little so.
1: baby, don't say a word. Which, Yeah, a, a lullaby. Yeah, so yeah the, she and she's
0: lullaby. gone back into her mum form and trying to trick Annie into unlocking the cellar, the fruit cellar. The fruit cellar. Um, and it also works. No, it almost does, but then she's Annie makes a big announcement of that is not my mother. And um, but then randomly, Annie's boyfriend is all of a sudden possessed. That's what's so funny about this movie is that just out of nowhere, like he's just laying on the he's he's cat mind you he's casually laying on the couch while this is all happening. Not yeah. no one's freaking out huddling together. There's a demon trying to get out of the fruit cellar, and he's casually laying on the couch. Yeah. He deserves to become the next one that's possessed, really, doesn't he? Yes. So he's possessed. Um, that's also a great look. He's got like extra teeth
1: for some reason. Yeah.
0: Oh, he, I think he was the grossest mm-hmm. for me with his extra teeth. Um, Ash manages to hack him up, and is just like this. This is mm. he just takes care of that. Yep. Bobby Joe has decided that that's enough. She's out of there. She just is like, I am out of there, runs out of the cabin. Screaming. She screaming. Screaming. So and then there what, where have I seen that kind of um possessed tree from before? Like it's like a tree, but yeah. it's like a talking tree.
1: Yeah. That, is that
0: kind of labyrinthy or it does
1: feel Muppety, doesn't it? Like it does yeah. feel like a Hansen studio kind of thing. Mm. Mm. No, because I love it in this movie. It's the, the way that then she's running towards this tree and then it, it, it it's like it grows a face and is going to try and like consume yeah. her. Um, and she gets a, a, a much more upsetting version of this happens in the first movie where basically she gets all wrapped up in vines and dragged off to mm. be eaten in the forest by yeah. the evil dead. Ugh. Super gross. And her hick boyfriend is... Like notices that she's not there anymore and starts to freak out, which is mm. fair. But he's completely useless as a person because all he does is just scream her name over and over and over. Yeah.
0: Barbie Joe. So at this point too, they've d- they've worked out that the pages that Annie's brought back um, have like the counter curse, yeah, stuff on it. So, so there's those- like two parts. Yeah, so they need to read that. They've kind of worked out at this stage. We need to read that out loud to stop what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Hickman is like really keen. He's like, oh, stuff that. We've got to find Bobby Joe. We're like, no. I think I think stopping the curse is probably more important
1: currently. Ash could have been slightly more sympathetic instead of saying something like, "If she's out there, you can forget about her." Like that wasn't helpful. Yeah. True. Because what happens next is, I'm not blaming Ash, but um, the Hick gets a hold of the shotgun and is like, no, I'm Mm. now like demanding that we all go out and look for her. And they're both just like, well, oh no, now he's got a gun. So,
0: can we talk about uh, in this scene while that's all happening? We've got Ash giving zero fucks about his only hand that he actually has (laughs) and like just breaks. So the book, the pages that she's found are all like, Encased in glass, which is random too.
1: But it's like this weird glass cabinet. No, it's not even a weird cabinet. But you can see when he does this that it's got hinges and can be opened. (laughs) Does it? That's so funny. Because he he just starts
0: punching the glass and like moving the glass out of the way with his hand. With his hand. With that's the
1: only hand you got, dude. Yes. What are you doing? Mm. Not very. I I think careless. This movie makes a lot more sense if you assume Ash is quite dumb.
0: Yeah, well, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yes, they've decided to smash open the cabinet little like case that clearly Annie must have a key for. Come on. Anyway, they've uh, got the pages. Hickman is like, nope, we're not doing that. And he gets the pages off Annie and throws them into the cellar where – Evil Henrietta Mum is still like they just kind of locked that they haven't dealt with that monster yet, she's just still down there. Mm. And now the pages are down there, and so they're out in the forest trying to look for Bobby Joe, which obviously doesn't go well.
0: No, it doesn't go well because randomly Ash becomes the host demon.
1: Yeah, we get another one of those great <laughs> shots where the evil is coming through, and we cut back to the guy screaming, Bobby Joe, and then yeah, we get this. It's, it's clearly got up to them when we're like, didn't it didn't possess him. No, it possessed Ash again. Mm-hmm. And he gets unpossessed. Oh, I know, I love it. Through another one of my favourite tropes, the power of love, by holding <laughs> Linda's monocle necklace <laughs> and remembering that he loved her and that drives the evil out of his body. Yeah. Annie is unaware at this point that the evil's out of his body, and she has an axe and she keeps trying to axe murder him. Which, mm. look, she doesn't know that he, because the evil can like you can turn back and forward between looking and normal. And he just
0: saying to her,
1: "I'm all right, I'm all right," I'm and she's all like, right. "But she's for like, like, how long? Like, dude, yeah, I
0: wouldn't believe you either. Like, no,
1: Annie doesn't believe that Ash is." Has expelled the evil through the power of a monocle necklace, which it doesn't make much sense when you put it that way. Yeah. but I, I think we've Monocles lost. might the Hick. be very powerful. Well, I mean, that yeah. would be really good if you wanted to start a fire and you had the sun. <laughs> we've lost, yeah, the, lost Hick the Hick guy now,
0: yeah, he's gone.
1: Bobby Joe and Hick Manor sadly departed. So we've got two people left we've got Annie and Ash. Ash. Oh. No, that's right. We forgot the part where Ash goes evil and Annie and Annie gets back to the cabin and then she st- the, the hick dies because she stabs him in the guts oh,
0: with that incredibly like?
1: creepy knife.
0: Oh. Because she thought it I was Ash coming this. in.
1: Oh, no, we have the second woodshed sequence where – and this is beautifully edited – Um where they go in and and set up his rig so that he has the chainsaw attached to his stump arm.
0: Yeah, that's and, pretty, pretty impressive that they managed to, like, attach it.
1: Yeah, so they attach the – the chainsaw is attached to his arm. So
0: now he's he, got a – chain instead of a hook, he's got a chainsaw. And
1: he's got, like, this rig so it's, like – it, it's uh he's got a little uh lever on his chest where he can put the the, the rip cord that you use to start the um maybe he's not chainsaw. as dumb as we thought That's and right. it's also got a holster for his um his shot his shotgun and he um mm-hmm. saws off the end of the shotgun with the um with the chainsaw and that whole sequence is it's beautifully edited together where it's just like cut mm. cut 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 groovy
0: <laughs> groovy, that's right, groovy. Groovy. <laughs>
1: it, was, it was the 80s, I guess that's what the kids said.
0: <gasps>
1: oh, I I don't know. They were pushing it for the late 80s to <laughs> say groovy. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I mean, look, these are all people who are our parents' age. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, they were still saying groovy the way that we, we
1: still say awesome. <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh, well, now that you put it in that context, yes. Uh, so oh I'm just smiling so hard my face hurts like I just I do just really enjoy this silly movie it's so good so we get Ash all kitted out in his you know he can fight with both hands and he goes into the basement to get the pages Mm. the evil dead Henrietta like there's some flying around. Yeah, there's some she's slashing down there. Now, I think when he kills her, I think that's when the green goo happens. Mm. And so yeah, there's a few different colored goos. And there is a reason for that, and it was it was ratings. It was because they were using so many, like they'd use so much blood and so many bodily fluids that um, they changed the colors later in the film so that it would seem less, slightly less gory because if it's like a, a okay. weird green, it isn't quite as upsetting as blood red. Blood. Yes. So, yeah, okay. they were doing that on purpose to try and make it uh, a lower rating. Okay. I mean, we didn't even talk about the scene where they just like surged blood out of the wall and just fully drenched oh, him either. Like I there know. is a lot of blood. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And there's a lot of blood coming up from the um, fruit cellar at one stage. Too, yes, there?
1: yeah. So, I mean there yeah, there is a gnarly fight down there. It is pretty good. We do get a good look at the big costume and it's pretty great. Ash does get the pages and throws them, even though they're kind of like some of them are soggy, and they're also they're like pages. He like just throws them up in one shot to Annie and she grabs them and starts to do the
0: yeah, incantations. She can start reading them. She's yeah. a bit like um our friends Lily and Eve that can just translate
1: stuff hey I, I did note that trope where we've seen the pages they're clearly not in um any kind of alphabet that is contemporary but she can just mm. translate them perfectly now also mm. i love how she when she's not like like looking down and reading like this she's kind of i am broadcasting this to the world like i am evita in the musical <laughs> when she's reading it which i loved which is it's like go big or go home yeah So she starts to do, so there's two parts. The first part of the incantation makes, it manifests the evil in flesh, which is a disgusting thing to say. Mm. And it's the second part that opens a portal to wherever we're sending the evil. Yeah. Now, this is blatantly a setup for a sequel. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Yeah,
0: really, really obviously.
1: Really is. And so she starts it while Ash is still down in the cellar and he comes up out of the cellar and she's managed to get through the first part and there's these like extremely gross looking, like the whole front door of the cabin is now a gross face poking in it's poking in its disgusting mm. grotty little face into the cabin we get this terrible shot where like ash some of ash's hair goes white which is clearly stop motion where um they've just like sprayed bits of it white so that he gets this like big white stripe from, from terror of seeing it while annie yeah. is doing the second part of the incantation um because look, look they threw everything at the wall in this movie and it was it was good fun so annie's getting through it and then there's that horrible ceremonial knife that she earlier stabbed the hick with. That then she gets stabbed in the back. I know by the evil hand. Yeah, it's so gross.
0: But she's a trooper. She's laying there stabbed and continues.
1: Yep, the continue portal is opening. On. I love that. Like the that at this point Ash is still like stable on the floor, but like the cooker from the kitchen flies past him out the door into the portal. Mm. It's great. It's great. Maybe because he's hates. down low. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, Annie is, she's been sta- literally stabbed in the back, but she keeps going. Ash is being sucked out into the portal. The car's been sucked into the portal. She's almost dead and she like with her dying breath, she says the last word in the incantation and all of the evil gets sucked out into the hole. But so does Ash, and also yes. his car. Yes, and we end the movie in medieval times, where <laughs> there's like an army of knights, <laughs> all in different kinds of plate armor, and then like this huge winged thing. Like it looks like it's sort of I don't demons. know. It's yeah, like it's a demon, demon
0: pterodactyl kind of.
1: Thank thing. you. It does look like a gross pterodactyl. Um. It's like if a pterodactyl was also a fetus. Yeah. It's not a good look. It comes flying at them and Ash just gets up and shoots it with his shotgun. And now everyone's like, hail the hero from the skies. And he's yelling,
0: no! No! With his chainsaw hand. And that's how it ends. It's such a random ending of all the things that could have happened. That was something that I did not expect that we would end up in medieval england or
1: no whatever. medieval i mean it's got to be europe it looks it's got to be europe or north africa right but anyway yeah the that's yeah. that's how it ends so weird and there is a sequel which kind of picks up where ash is in medieval times okay a- and he has to do the second part of it, which they vaguely mentioned when Annie's going through the book going like, oh, so this, this man was prophesied to destroy the evil in the 1300s. And he's like, well, he didn't do a very good job. And of course, oh, that him. is Ash. right? In okay. his future, their past, and he has to do that. Look, fully recommend the third movie. Again, really tonally different. It's, it's even less... Of a horror movie. It's very much an action movie. And Ash, for some reason, in that one, is smarter but meaner. He's kind of a tool. But it's very mm. funny. So okay, I do recommend it. Well, there you go. Oh, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. Yeah. I Look, I
0: really enjoyed probably the first half and then it got a little bit, like, samey. In a way, yep. do, does yeah. that make sense? Like I was a bit like, oh, I'd like a little bit more plot at this point to kind of keep me
1: mm. going. Yeah, there really isn't a lot of plot. Like it is, as you were saying, it's like it's very dialogue light. It's very plot light. Mm. It does come in 84 minutes. So like it's, yeah, it's not it's long. Short. And it doesn't need to be longer. More movies should be short. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. But, yeah, I've got – look, I've, got, I've just got a huge fondness for this movie. Um, I love its silliness and the slapstickiness. Yeah. And I greatly enjoy Bruce Campbell who has done – like because th- there was this Army of Darkness sequel. A few years ago they did a sequel series where we meet Ash again as kind of an old washed-up man and he's kind of a mess, but the evil has returned and he has to uh, fight it and that series also had Lucy Lawless in it which is okay. when I finally connected that her and Robert Tappet were married because I'm like, okay, right, right, yeah, that they met doing Xena. Um, but he's been in lots of other stuff uh, and, yeah, popped up in a whole bunch of the Spider-Man movies, um, doing various cameos. He's a delight of of an actor and he does a lot of conservation work in Oregon now too.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so look, I'm glad that you got something out of it. Yeah, no, it was
0: fun. Yeah. And, and I've enjoyed recapping it probably more than I enjoyed watching it.
1: <laughs> see, I think this is the thing. I got to see this a bunch, I think, like on DVD and I think maybe once or twice at the Aster. It is such a fun movie to watch with your friends and to laugh mm. at with people and, you know, bag out the things that are silly like the monocle necklace is wild and and you know and where the effects maybe like aren't perfect or or you you know you're marveling at how they pulled off something yeah uh it's such a great movie to watch with friends it is heaps more fun to talk about than like it's not the kind of movie that is yeah it's not a critical classic that you you know that you just sort of put aside it's 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 a midnight movie that you should be get, getting to see in a cinema with a bunch of friends, laughing about it.
0: Yeah, no, mm. it was it was definitely entertaining, but like I said, there was just a bit too much samey from oh, probably not even halfway. Probably kind of the last twenty minutes. I was just a bit kind of okay with okay this again. Someone's going to yep. be possessed, and then Another we're going to fight them. Going to get possessed. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. That's that's my only complaint about it
1: otherwise it was it was good fun and it did give you a twist ending that you weren't expecting and that's always yeah. enjoyable i'm always thrown by the ending to be honest like i'm always I, i've seen it a bunch of times like i've, I've got the book literally mm. look but there it's fun i have a lot of love for this movie as i think i've made pretty clear i've expressed yes it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's good it's fun it's fun i do recommend it as long as you've got a pretty high tolerance for uh, fake blood, a very high tolerance mm. for fake blood. Yeah.
0: It's it's not like full on. Like, I didn't find the blood really, really full on though. It was kind of watered
1: down. Um, So it was quite,
0: yeah, I don't know. I didn't find the blood so full on.
1: And it never dries too. Like it stays glossy and wet the whole time, yes. which I think is part of how it's not, it's not super realistic. It was like, at no point has, like, it, it dried and gotten worse. Um, mm. It's just – it's it's beautiful and glossy the whole time. It's a good – it's a good, fun movie.
0: Oh, that's good. I'm glad – I'm glad you got had to fun. do
1: it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, it was fun. I won't make you watch the sequel. Although, actually, I do oh. recommend watching the sequel and it has more yeah. plot. I might. I might at some stage.
0: I need a bit of a break from um, gore at the moment, though. We've done oh, a that's... few. We've done a few kind of fight 'em gory movies True. in a row, really. That's why I'm going to take us a little bit lighter the next time. We're going to be singing and dancing in the rain. Okay, <gasps> we're going to do
1: singing in the rain. Kate's um, having a connection, oh, guys. I am. I am having a connection. I'm very excited. Oh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Yeah, we're gonna we're I gonna light it in up. A long time. We're
0: gonna tap dance. We're gonna sing. We're gonna have random songs for no reason in the middle of the movie. We're gonna read. gonna be great. <laughs> the
1: discussion of how hot was Jane Kelly? The uh-huh. answer is very hot. Fantastic. Yay! All yeah. right. You can find us online at youwatchedwhatpodcast.net. We're on Instagram as youwatchedwhat. We are on TikTok. Amy's doing some great work with the TikToks. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can email us youwatchedwhatpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. Like tell us what movies you'd like us to talk about. Uh, What you think of the movies we've picked. Like have you seen Evil Dead 2 before? Uh, Did you enjoy it? How do you feel about singing in the rain? I'm um, actually no. If you don't feel good about singing in the rain, I don't want to hear it. That's right, we don't. <laughs> <care>. <laughs> but all other feedback would be great. We'd love to talk to you. Okay, okay. thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, guys. Catch you next time. Bye. Happy Halloween. Ooh.